Church Bulletin Time here at Deconversion Therapy, where we've collected all the important church news (laughs) just for your ears. Or the amusing news. (laughs) Abusing news? Exactly. Amusing. So uh, we're going to let Bonnie take most of this episode away. And before we turn it over to her, if you could please rate and subscribe and review. We'd love to get some new reviews. That would be great. As well as send in your funny church growing up in whatever religion stories. Just go to our, uh, what is it? It's a website, deconversiontherapypodcast.com. You send it there. And we, yeah, there are other ways to send it, but that's the easiest. That's the way, but that's the one that I would find. That's the way Karen likes it. That's right. It'll get lost otherwise. Um, Oh, have you seen that new meme about things at Karen's garage sale? I saw the the, (laughs) the, uh, Twitter thing. Wow, that's perfect. So everybody's posting things you can find at Karen's garage sale. And it's like a list of all of the managers in town. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wigs that look like this. (laughs) That look like Kate Gosselin. So my husband saw it and he's like, so I don't know where this Karen originated. What show is this? And I'm like, that's Kate Gosling. It's just for the haircut. But... And, and it's kind of like the Nancy Grace thing where it poofs up and then it's shellacked in place. Uh, yeah. So it's like they took movement and froze it in time. It's an abusive uh, haircut. <laughs> okay, so I will I will tell you in two seconds something related to that. Um, one of the favorite things that I was reading about, I was looking at the Christian Nightmares uh, Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. And, and this story was on there. And I don't want to talk about the guy's name, but I will tell you what's going on in a state in the South. And it's not your state and it's not my state. And is this part of the news bulletin? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if this was an aside. I need to know no, when, no, no, when no. the facts start. <laughs> so. When the facts are starting. <laughs> oh, here's when the facts are starting. So... This happened this week. A woman posted a story, I think it was probably on Twitter, about a man getting kidnapped at a drugstore and then taken to a hotel room and being robbed of his phone and his cash. Mm -hmm. So this post got reposted so many times that the local news decided to investigate because they were like, oh, my gosh, if somebody's getting robbed. Yeah. You know, or kidnapped and then robbed. We we should know about that. Um, so let's see. Here is the post. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to eliminate some of it. But this is where I think we should get rid of this Karen meme because all these Karen things mm-hmm. are Kathy things. Like people named Kathy are the Karen behavior I'm gonna that they're laughing about. I'm going to have to agree with you there. Right? Well, so this Kathy lady down in the South, this is how she posts it. P-S-A colon. 
<laughs> public service announcement. Not too long ago, I told you about a friend slash neighbor who was robbed at gunpoint in blah, 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 at the blah, blah, blah drugstore on the corner of blah, blah, blah and blah, blah, blah in broad daylight on a Sunday afternoon. Well, it's happened again, and this time it involved kidnapping. Yesterday at approximately 1.30 p.m., a teacher from a local private school came out of the store to get in his truck when two black males quickly jumped in his vehicle and put a gun to his head. They had him drive out to a motel on such-and-such such road where they had him go into the motel room and robbed him of his cell phone and $70 cash. Once they left in there and he was able to get away, he called 911 and nobody would answer. Took over an hour to get somebody to respond. Then the officers that responded said it was nothing they could do about and probably wouldn't ever find them. Anyway, then she goes on to say that a daughter of somebody near that business said there's crime ticking up in the area. Mm -hmm. So... So here's what really happened. The local news saw it that this <laughs> kidnapping that happened, so they investigated. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. So they called the police, and the police were like, oh, no, that's not what happened. Um, it turns out the man had actually coordinated a meeting with a male prostitute to meet him <laughs> at the hotel. <sighs> they knocked on his door, he let them in, and they robbed him. So right. all of this is... Uh, in our news, because he is somebody who was a student pastor, and uh -huh. he taught at a private uh, religious-themed school. <laughs> themed. <laughs> it's a theme park. And, um, and he dealt with um, Christian athletes as well. So I bet he did. <laughs> yeah, so, so they robbed him. And then it says from, okay, so this was in the article. As it turned out, he met with police at the hotel after the robbery, telling a sheriff's deputy that he liked to play around and was married to a woman, the station reports. In an interview with the deputy, he even revealed his plan to tell his family that he was kidnapped at the drugstore. Oh, God. All right, so I, that's, I, that's <laughs> the bad part right there. That's the bad part. Well, I mean, there are a few hoops this guy needs to jump <laughs> through to get well, his life. Yeah. Okay, and I was I was hesitating to tell you how much he got robbed because to my logic, I think, okay, he was robbed of $70. That means he was, my estimation says he was probably going to give the guy 50 and keep 20 you know, in his wallet. Or right. maybe if he did something extra, he'd throw. So that's... Yeah. So that's the going rate? Well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. So <laughs> So then I thought, okay, he's got to be pissed off enough and not ashamed enough of all of this mm -hmm. to call the police. So he's pissed right. about losing $70 and the price of the hotel room, which I looked up online, $38. So he's right. out all of this money, and I guess he probably can't, you know, round up somebody else on such short notice to use the hotel room. But <laughs> sublet. <laughs> sublet. <laughs> um, so, so I asked my mom. <laughs> I was like, hey, mom, I'm going to ask you about something you probably don't have any idea about. And she got offended at that, like she wouldn't know everything. 
Right. So, so I was like, how much do you think the going rate for a male prostitute in a southern state, kind of a rural area, would be? <laughs> and she goes, $50? <laughs> I don't know why she knew that. She pinned it. It's <laughs> like, well, you're kind of what on the board with what I thought, too. But... Gosh, I mean, even from Pretty Woman, I thought you got more than that. Well, it's, yeah, it's the thing of would would you spend $100 to keep a secret? And that's really what it should have been to this guy (laughs) rather than I need that money back. But what if he was more concerned about his phone because of what was on it or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, where Possibly. he has his list of contacts. Gigolo. Oh, gigolo. <laughs> well hung Fred. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so I just, there are just so many things to unpack in this one. I loved yeah. it. Um, well, you know. I mean, I really that. do feel bad for the guy, but the, the one that I always feel the worst for, though, is the lady because it's a double betrayal. Like, oh, for sure. What? You're cheating on me? Wait a minute. You don't even... What? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, that's the thing with... Uh, let's see. Well, I guess we could say this because she doesn't listen. Um, that's the thing with one of our uh, friends in college was dating a guy, and he was a student pastor. And then... Pretty much the same thing happened where found out he was, you know, into younger boys. And so that relationship pretty much ended. But I remember we were walking around. We belonged to a gym because we all got talked into this terrible, like, gym membership back in the day where it was Mm -hmm. like, here, look how great it is. And just sign here first month's free. And then you owe like a thousand dollars after that. <laughs> and we were all in You have college. to call your parents. <laughs> oh my God, it was terrible. And we couldn't get out of it. We like cried. We're like, we're students and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, so the boyfriend was there and we were walking around and we found him sitting on a bench above where you could see in like the the um, racquetball mm-hmm. thing with the glass right. looking at guys. Sure. And so they were always like these, you know, we'd be Little like, oh, do you know signs. Them? <laughs> right. And he's like, oh, no, no, I don't know them. So, yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm a racquetball enthusiast. Uh-huh. I love ball. Ugh. I love the thing of, I'm going to tell people that it was, I was kidnapped and robbed Right. And then it gets out to the Kathy person who just <laughs> has to post it, which I get. I'm very much into, oh, my gosh, people need to know information, information. But uh, he must have been like, damn, Kathy. But she also tells you that it took uh, 911 over an hour to get there. That's her, and that- that's her service announcement. Oh. And you wonder, so, well, great, how true was that? So now 911 in their town has, you know, that blemish. 
Right. <laughs> Kathy. Um, okay. I will tell you uh, a big news story that should be getting more news, but um, uh, this week out came a film that's going to be like a new documentary about Roe versus Wade and how the woman who Norma McCorvey, McCorvey, man, she needs that R out. It's easier to say. Should we look it up and make sure? Oh, I got it. Okay. It's just Norma McCorvey. I just don't like saying it. So Norma was the one who brought everything to the Supreme Court and helped get abortion or did get abortion legalized. Later in life, she said she became a Christian and was now anti-abortion. Uh-huh. And the church loved that. They were all like used her as, you know, the beam of light to be like, see, God can redeem people. And now he's using her and let's get her all over the world and have her speak. And she did. And can I um, please interject a question? Later may. in life, after menopause, she decided she was anti-abortion. Now, I when she was virtually not... somebody who uh, could just complain and talk about other people's lives. Well, this is true. She gets to still use it as a bit of judgment or um, whatever it is. Like, you know, you and I were talking about how in church it was always about teams. Like anytime we even heard, you know, some rock star got saved. Like I remember the woman who played Apollonia in Purple Rain supposedly got saved and was all ashamed that she did that. And we're like, yeah, she's on our side now. Like, you know, these We're teams. slowly building a team. Yep. And that it makes it like we're on the winning side. Well, so now we have Apollonia. So this woman, yeah, went around talking and all that. Well, they have her on camera, and I think uh, she planned this to go out after her death, where she says directly into the camera, it was all an act. And that she got a lot of money by the pro-life religious right to say those things. Oh, my God. Yes. So let me get it right. Um, uh, Oh, my gosh. So on Friendly Atheist, um, she says, well, not to him, but somewhere, It said she made a switch, so to speak, in 1995. That's when she did the whole, I'm a Christian, and doodly-doo. But a recent FX documentary filmed just before her 2017 death has her saying on camera, it was all an act. And she Hmm. took money from right-wing Christian groups to the tune of nearly half a million dollars to say whatever they wanted. So she also got all these speaking engagements and remember how they would be like, this is a love offering, which means the church ain't paying, you're paying. 
for this person <laughs> visiting who's talking. And I'm sure she'd bring bring out those dollars when she spoke. Um, okay, so if this happened in 95. Her becoming a Christian, Ro- yeah. Right. So Roe v. Wade was in the early 70s. So if you tack on 20 years to somebody who was an activist and probably 22, she was probably like 43. You're into the I menopause. Say, uh, well, You're I'm saying deep. that's it. It's like once your empathy level is like, hmm, uh, you know, that's why men can easily go, oh, no, that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice try, lady. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. She does this film and automatically everyone is in the church who knew her is jumping saying that didn't happen. So, um, like this, this priest said, I knew Norma, her pro-life convictions were not an act. And then other people said, um, why would we believe you? You cover up, you know, pedophilia. Next. (laughs) And then another one said she was a friend and someone who I know loved God and wanted to see an end to an abortion to abortion. And it goes on and on. And I love the ending of whoever wrote this thing. It says, it's telling, though, how many people quoted in the piece about her insist their own recollection of her is more valid than her own words. And I'm like, (laughs) exactly. Like, that is it. It's the we've got to win. We've got to tell you something about someone that we know better than their inner life, which is that's what we see all the time. Yeah. And sometimes this podcast is just talking about the human brain. Yeah. You know, because it's just so messed up. And there's not any appreciation for logic and reasoning. And I was a psych minor, so I feel I can, you know, say lots of things with uh, pure knowledge. But, yeah, it's all – so this is a bit of a downer, but there was um, a pastor who – it it was a mysterious death. So his name's Darren Patrick. He was really big and well-known. And I guess two or three weeks ago – Um, He died, and everything said it was from a self-inflicted gunshot wound at, but at a shooting range where he was with his best friend. So a lot of people were like, well, it was an accident or, you know, because why would you do that there? So it was about a week or two before, you know, suicide was finally the thing, but even afterwards... Everyone has changed their tune and justified, like, it used to be if you committed suicide, you're going to hell because you did the most blasphemous thing you could. You rejected God's gift to you, which is life. Life? Yep. Okay. So now, of course, it's like he's out of pain, he's in heaven, And I don't know what was going on with the guy. I don't know if it was an accident. I don't know if he's a good guy, bad guy. None of that. Feel terrible for his family. But it's amazing to watch the mental gymnastics going on 
of, yeah. yeah, of, you know, if they can redeem things or not. It's, it's kook and And nice. you're, you're nice calling it mental gymnastics. I'm like, spin. Yeah, yeah. It's well, let me just spin, spin something so that I can tell myself a story and go on. Right. Which, and we all do it. We have stupid brains. Which is what religion is in the first place. It is spinning <laughs> something so that we feel comfortable with death and that we feel that people who are bad will get punished and people who are good will go to heaven. It's been every part of every religion predating Christianity. It's, that's how our brain works. I don't think people who do bad get punished anymore. I see them winning, and it makes me nuts. I know. But that's okay. I know, exactly. (laughs) That's just how it is. Yep. So here's another, let's see, no, we'll end on a light one. How's that? Yeah. I thought you had two more. I do. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the one that makes me crazy (laughs) next. While I'm on a, a, a little bit of an aggravating thing. Okay, so... So the guy, Donald Trump, has stated that houses of worship are essential. Oh, my. And that's a big culture war. Yeah. For people saying, well, why can you go to Walmart that you can't go to church? Mm -hmm. Um, So, (laughs) um, of course, my perception of all of this is that he's just saying that so that bodies get into the churches and put money in the plates because I'm jaded and I don't care. I, I think that yeah. that's what's happening. I don't disagree with you because... Yeah. He, and even if they don't go, he said it and he's proving to the evangelical, you know, collection, mm-hmm. coalition, whatever, uh, that that he's on their side and he wants them to vote yeah. for him. Absolutely. And you and I, every once in a while, come up with things that he says or does, and I'm like, you're giving him too much credit. He just says things that come into his head. But this one, (laughs) he's... They just accidentally (laughs) happen to be. Right. This one, he's said quite a few times, and we know that it's his agenda. Okay, we lost audio there for a bit, but... We, uh, I think we were talking about how pissed we are that Trump is purposely starting a culture war, just like when we had one or have one about if gays can have equal rights and about abortion. He wants the frickin', you know, culture war between church and state to happen. Yeah, there's somehow, all of a sudden, if you don't wear a mask... To protect other people from your potential COVID virus, that's your way of saying, I am not a communist. I, you can't <laughs> tell me what to do, and I have God on my side. It's yeah, a strange, totally. strange thing to have what I thought was an act of kindness turned into an act of, I'm in the right. It's baffling. Mm-hmm. But... Um, It looks like, from what I understand, you can either own a gun or a mask, but not both. Oh, (laughs) that's not funny. It shouldn't be funny. I know. Stupid ass country. But that is all I am seeing. It's like, (laughs) as uh, Bonnie and I were 
whinging yesterday about everyone. Um, not you guys. Not, not you guys. guys. Uh, and by the way, that's the British they, version of the word whining. Go ahead. Yeah, we just see old people we went to school with who are just posting about how masks don't help, but, hey, I got a gun if I need it, you know, and you're like, uh, why <laughs> why all the vehement anger and hostility and violence-provoking? It's, man, I don't know. I'm moving to I don't know south any, of Spain. I don't know either, and to me, I can't figure the logic of it, but... I don't think anybody believes in logic anyway. So I don't know why I'm hung up on that. Um, So, but back to the funniness. (laughs) Did you know that there is an annual report that they put out called State of the Plate, where they talk about offerings? Oh, I wanted it to be food-related. Okay. (laughs) No. Yes, Bobby Flay puts this out. Um, So there are quite a few articles out there about how changes are happening all over the place due to the pandemic, and local churches are being affected by this a lot because... I love it. Yeah, if you don't have a congregation coming through the doors every week, a lot of people aren't donating... Right. Or they're looking for other ways of tithing. And I keep thinking, wow, how much is this um, tied to how old people are and how comfortable they are doing things electronically? And that Uh, goes both ways, like to the church's organization, their their leaders. I was listening to some audio recording of people talking about which technology they can use to get people to do electronic offerings, donations, tithings, and, mm-hmm. um, and they're just, they're just resistant to change like that. Yeah. Um, so there was just the general resistance to change and there, um, there have to be fees that are associated with putting it on a credit card and paying yeah. electronically that just have to mm-hmm. be charged. So a lot of the argument is, well, no, we're not going to pay this processing fee just to get a donation. So people are like, <laughs> anyone 35 and under is paying without cash all the time anyway. So you really need right. to adopt this. And their whole thing is they're losing dollars over cents gotcha. that are lost. Um, yeah, so they're not giving unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Look at Karen pulling in the verses. But I just wanted to also tell you that um, in case you were interested in the numbers from the mm-hmm. survey called State of the Plate. <laughs> I just love it. Um, all right, so the nationwide poll was how have COVID-19 shutdowns impacted your church's giving? 65% are down. It's a lot. Um, yeah. 27% are steady. And mm-hmm. then 8% are up. Eight, who are those 8%? <laughs> I know. That's... <laughs> yep, that's someone going door to door or a a, a wealthy church maybe. Maybe, but you know, you've still got we grew up in a wealthy church and you're right. We've got the people that don't pay their bills online cuz they don't trust it or can't figure it out. Right. So 
I wonder, I'm really curious, unless they've got, I mean, now churches have PR departments where some of them do like, okay, we're going to do this special drive-by church service and dump your stuff in. I don't know. And then, of course, the uh, this is, I guess, just how Bonnie's jaded. But to me, I'm thinking, how much of that do they want in cash so it's not traceable? And then I think, well, they're not being taxed anyway. Why don't they? Why do they care if it's traced? I don't know. Um, Yeah. But (laughs) there's there's a lot of talk about what's happening Uh, And then uh, the leaders of some churches saying, well, the church is still, you know, going on and we're still working. And um, I suppose all their outreach programs and they've got to pay salaries just like everybody else. But think of all the money that they're saving on the um, the communion and Stop it. lights and air. Utilities, um, maybe a little. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing also. Um, you got me thinking about, are there any uh, state of the saves? Like, are there any <laughs> information right. out there about this is how many people decreased in their faith because they didn't have a church to go to. This is how many could have been saved during this time. No, it's money. <laughs> well, it's the offering. All right, we, we admit we don't know for sure that there is no state of, sure. of souls saved. But when you go on their website for stateoftheplate.info, you can <laughs> purchase the whole study, 4,413 huh? surveys. What? From generous givers. Um, You have to purchase it? Well, you can buy this whole thing because the 30-page e-report includes truths and trends from 4,413 tithers, graphs and charts, observations and applications for pastors, churches, and parachurch nonprofits, five keys to growing givers and giving, 50 best practices and 80 websites to increase giving, and a 12-month planning calendar. So that's $20. And then underneath that, they say, you might also want to order State of the Plate Church Giving Executive Report. (laughs) While you are suffering, (laughs) we want you to spend more money. Yeah. I suppose these are for church organization folk. I guess. But But you know what? There is, there's an app called Tithely. Oh, God. Yep. you You can give on the Tithely app. Wow. Yep, so they're, See, they're figuring yeah. it out. But, like you, you know, bring it back again. The the people who can mostly afford to tithe 10% and do it constantly are ones who don't use the technology. And the ones who do, you know, are the ones who probably have their jobs more at risk because they're younger. I don't know. Well, this also brings up in most synagogues, they have like a membership fee. So it's something more like a gym. Whether you go or not, you pay this fee and you're a member of this synagogue. And that's how they get their money. I mean, part of it is also due or because of voluntary offerings or above and beyond. But Mm -hmm. it, it, if they went to some kind of a membership thing like that, then this could be a thing of the past. Yeah. 
Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Christians would pay. I know, I know. I I don't think so either. Um, I just and I was think they reading, know that they would. Yeah, pay. exactly. And it, it's very based on emotions yep. too. Like you know, passing that plate, what you're getting out of it. If you're, it's your brain again. Are you very um, a regimented person who's like, I've already made out my check. I you know, here we go. Um, so my famous story is about how our church had a pledge offering where you pledge what you're going to give. Like, I am going to, you know, do 10%. This is my allowance. So yeah. you're going to be getting 50 bucks from me. Well, of course, as a kid, I never did it. And <laughs> although I'd pledged you it. You pledged it and you didn't it, do it? I meant it while I was there. <laughs> But I I, I did some it. of it because you would still do it weekly. Right. You know, it was for the whole year. And uh, so I got a bill. My father called me into his little oh, den no. and was like, okay, we got this. And it was from our church saying, you know, you paid $17 <laughs> of the 50 oh. And so you owe blah, blah, blah. And it was the first time I just remember really letting everything process in my mind of how, you know, it, it's the currency. So my father was like, okay, this time I'll pay it. But and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, they, but I was reading the other day that half of Southern Baptist kids and people who grow up in the Southern Baptist church leave Southern Baptists denomination, mm -hmm. half of them. So it always astonishes me that you and I have friends who have been there since grade school. Yeah. Like doing anything the same since grade school tells me so much about someone's personality. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, that you're not even like, I'm going to go to a Methodist church now is... Uh, it's incredible. I'm see what else is out there in the world. I know. Oh man. Well, well so um, I have one more here that oh, we can end on that's good. funnier. Good. Um, okay. So in Detroit, did you see the photo of the priest in his robe and his fun hat with his shield on and his mask on. He's aiming a water gun filled with holy water into the car window of parishioners. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah. I've seen it. Oh, my God. Timothy I Pelk. It's ridiculous, and I love it. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Timothy Pelk conducts the traditional blessing of the Easter baskets at St. Ambrose Catholic Church in April. So there he is with Bible in hand, pelting people with water. Wow. And to uh, me, um, oh gosh, it says the photos of the priest at the church in Gross Point super wealthy area, P.S., yeah. were taken at Easter but have recently gone viral and have inspired memes online. One shows the 70-year-old priest amid the fires of hell directing the squirt gun at devil-like oh. figures. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
He was worried about how the Vatican might react, but he hadn't heard anything as of the writing well, of this article. <laughs> there, I think the Pope they've got in there, he might be cool with it. Who knows? Um, but I, I know it looks... It's ingenious. I love it and I hate it. And I hate it because to me, having a priest put holy water on you, it was always more of a symbolic kind of thing. This, Mm. it it was like more of a ritual where you go to church and you partake. But the squirting of it makes it seem way more literal. Like, Like you absolutely have to have that water on your body. Absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much like that, which is just, oh, man. But isn't it more like wearing a like a, a decorative hat to a royal wedding versus wearing a hat to keep your bald head from getting sunburned? It's like one no. is for a purpose and you really need yeah. it. And one is just, oh, look at us. Um, right. No, they really believe that holy water, you know, is like does something and you can't spill it and you can't, you know, all that. It's super um, tangible. Well, like, he couldn't have it put like, it on his fingers and like um, spritzed it on them. It, it, I don't know. The whole, I agree. <laughs> I guess he had to be really but far away. Yeah, it's cute though. Um, it is cute. And I think it's cute to me because it's an older man. Yeah. With kids doing a squirt gun. When I think of the reality of it and what they all feel um, obliged to do for fear of not doing it, that I don't like. Yeah. So that's all I've got. But just keep your $50 and don't get on Craigslist. If anybody has any other information about the going rate of a male prostitute, feel free to write in. Yeah. Or, My mother's on board um, with 50, though. So <laughs> that's it for our news bulletin for this week. Send us news clips that you like, that entertain you, and your true stories. Because uh, we are definitely, I think, really fascinated with Casal. Catholicism. Um, what? <laughs> Catholicism. So anything to do with that, I want to know more because I'm fascinated with the um, we are making something into something and none you mean of it is true. Wine into actual blood. Yes, holy water into something you must do. Um, it took me forever to realize the water and the wine thing mm-hmm. in the Bible uh, was not, probably didn't happen, but that was what the Greek gods used to do to show that they were gods. And so they put that in the Bible to um, try and get people who were still following that religion to believe that this one was a god. Like, you know, all I ever picture uh, with that is uh, a magician or an illusionist, like Job from Arrested Development. Oh, not Job in the Bible. <laughs> no. Gob. Like, yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> all right, well, ta-da, that's it. Have a great week. What? I said have a great week. Ta-da, oh. that's it. Have a great week, y'all. 
see you next week.